Welcome to Get Unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Over the next hour, you will be given valuable tips and tools you can use to overcome what keeps you stuck. Now, here is Jason. Welcome to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. Thank you for joining us today. Get Unstuck Radio is inspired by my own journey of navigating this thing called life. More than a decade ago, I faced my own dark night of the soul, a painful chapter that robbed me of my mind, my money, and my way. After a series of catastrophic setbacks upended a lifetime of work, I was left with two choices, to end it all or to begin again. Fortunately, with a mustard seed of faith, I chose to walk forward with a new commitment to serve others. Over the last decade, I have faithfully worked to evolve the narrative of how the world sees mental health. By recognizing that everyone struggles, sometimes we all need new insight and a different perspective to see life more clearly. Not only is the show the birthplace of my own efforts to overcome life's challenges, but a safe space to meet other champions who, even after setbacks, still bravely show up and serve others. Get Unstuck Radio highlights the phenomenal people who have joined me along the way. It is a place to share stories which will hopefully spark inspiration in your own life. Together, we celebrate our individual capacity to move forward and get the lives we truly desire. Each week, a distinguished guest will share their own unique perspective about what it takes to move beyond stuck and achieve their truest potential. Regardless of where you are, I'm hopeful you will discover the inspiration and courage to make an impact in your own life. Let's get started. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome my friend and colleague, Dr. Heather Evans. Dr. Evans is a forward-thinking professional with over two decades of service in medical massage and chiropractic care. She also spearheads health innovation as the founder and managing partner of the Health Collective. Within this unique space, she unites top-tier health providers who are each shaping their independent businesses and methods. The Health Collective stands as a visionary nexus where providers collaborate, exchange leading-edge knowledge, and center their efforts on advancing the health and well-being of their clients. Dr. Evans envisions a transformative path guiding individuals not only through recovery, but also navigating the challenges of aging, chronic conditions, surgery recovery, and sustaining holistic wellness. By seamlessly connecting clients with top-notch practitioners in a unified destination, the Health Collective delivers a holistic and empowering approach to health. Her vision transcends the ordinary, creating a distinctive environment where the shared experience of health professionals elevates and enriches the care of all individuals. Boy, that's a mouthful, Heather. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, this is I know, your I sound time so- to join us. Um, you're doing phenomenal work. I knew I should have you back and really wanted us to have this conversation today about really health and wellness focused on longevity and really recognizing that there is a gap of knowledge that you can impart some wisdom beyond where traditional healthcare and insurance models leave off that people can, you know, avail themselves to if they're really focused on longevity or healing from a chronic illness, like welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, you know, as we're talking about that, you know, prioritizing health and wellness and longevity um, can impact various aspects of our life. Like, why do you think it's important for us to focus on this as a path beyond just treating illnesses? Well, I think first we have to really look at what our healthcare system is, how it's structured in the United States and in a lot of the world. But traditional health insurance really is 
made to help you when something's actually broken or something's already in disrepair. I love to use the analogy of a car because everybody gets that. We all have car insurance. And we know that uh, when we have a car wreck or a muffler falls out or a tire is flat, you know, we call the tow truck. Right. And you look at that tow truck as the health insurance model. You know, something has already got you stranded. And that may be you go to the doctor because you have high blood pressure and you get put on a prescription or something has already taken you into your MD's office because you're having a problem. And that's where health insurance excels. And the prescription-based model really excels to get you out of the ditch and back on the road. You know, I really love that simple analogy. And I can even think in my own journey and kind of you and I having known each other over many years now and recognizing that um, what we're talking about today, you and I kind of fall in the gap of the ideal person who this conversation would be tailored for people that are relatively healthy, that are doing the right things, that intend to live a long, full life, a quality life. But recognizing that, you know, going to the doctor if something happens and taking another prescription pill may not be the only solution or the answer, not saying that it isn't, but there are other options that I think most people aren't even aware of. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I want people to walk away from this with today is that, you know, not that we're anti-prescription or anti, uh, what I want to bring people to realize is that it's a collaborative team. You know, when you need a prescription, let's say you have high blood pressure or you're diabetic and you get your doctor puts you on a prescription like that is a life saving thing because you cannot live with those two things and live for very long. You're going to start having even bigger problems. So while you do need a prescription, what I want people to start asking themselves is why is my body doing this? What is my body missing? What does it need? I'm not. I haven't had high blood pressure all of my life and I haven't had diabetes all of my life or I haven't had this all of my life. Why now is my body doing this? And sometimes it's a real simple answer. You know, you're, you need to get up, move and exercise and eat healthy food and drink more water. And there are a lot of basic things that, you know, people can do that don't cost money. Because when we look at this health and wellness journey, when we talk about things that are outside the health insurance system, Vitamins cost money. You know, I take a handful of vitamins every day and I probably spend, I don't know, $300 a month on that, but they're all curated to my particular genetics and my particular blood work and my particular needs. So it's for a reason. And oftentimes that prescription that people are picking up at the pharmacy, their copay is $200 anyway. So I think it's, it's perspective. Well, I think that you're exactly right. And as we were preparing for this show, we were even talking about, you know, where is the place that somebody enters this conversation? And a lot of times it's after something's happened. It's after getting that diagnosis or, you know, you're talking about diabetes and high blood pressure. It it could be cancer. It could be something that is more of a chronic illness that you're going to have to deal with. Mm And recognizing that there's not just one way to solve most of these problems. And again, I don't think I'm not hearing from you and I don't agree either that you know, prescriptions have a place in people's lives, mm-hmm. but what you're talking about really kind of transcends that and is more invitational to really check in with yourself and find a team potentially that can guide you on a journey that is focused on being your best self that doesn't necessarily look like taking more prescription pills. 
Yeah, I, you know, in along my career path, I started working in hospitals and outpatient centers and physical therapy. And I, I was working with people who were in the midst of a health crisis. Maybe they'd had a stroke okay. or they were going through cancer treatment or some other absolutely devastating, you know, life stopping illness. And over the years, I've transitioned to working with these people outside of those facilities in private practice where they're somewhere in between. You know, maybe they've had a shoulder surgery. Okay. They've gone to physical therapy and they their insurance paid for their physical therapy visits. They met their goals because insurance deems, you know, a certain range of motion of your shoulder and certain amount of function and a certain level of pain, like, okay, you're good. You're functional. But then people come and say, oh, well, my insurance says I'm functional and my physical therapy had to discharge me because my insurance isn't paying anymore, but I'm not normal. You know, there's a gap between what health insurance deems functional to what actually more normal for that person is. And this is the gap we're filling at the health collective, you know, and how I started this business, actually, not that this is a health collective plug, but the concept is I was working with people in private pay who were, you know, in this space and I would go to book an appointment with them for their next session. I do scar tissue work and lymphatic work. So we're working on swelling and symptom management like that. So I would go to book my next appointment with this person and they would say, ah, no, I can't come next Tuesday. I've got my trainer. Oh no. Well, I could come Wednesday. I've got acupuncture at three. I could come after that, you know? And so I was finding any number of team that these people had already compiled because the people that were coming into my office, they had already plugged me in as part of that team. And this is a small market of people. It's a niche people who are really, you know, motivated project manager type perfectionist. I don't want to say perfectionist. That sounds like, I don't mean that as a criticism. But on their longevity and health and wellness. They're like, yeah, I want to age well. I want to, I'm going to live a long time. So I want to, I saved for retirement and by golly, I'm going to be healthy enough to enjoy it. Right. Yeah, I think that is so important because, you know, if I'm the person that's listening, I'm like, you know, these two people are talking about something that I can't afford. And the reality is, is I think, you know, the incremental steps, the sooner you start and the incremental steps you take, they do all add up to a net result that can improve your quality of life. And I think really, as we're living longer, the thing that's really important for a person to decide for themselves is, do you want quantity or quality? You know, like, and, and for me, and I know for you, quality is most important and then adding quantity to that on top of it, but living our best years as part of it, you know, how do you, how do you address the person that's like, oh, I can't afford it or it's too expensive or that doesn't make sense to me? Like, how do you overcome those objections? Because I know you have those people that come to see you also that may want to come because their shoulder is messed up. And then there are things that they could continue doing and they may opt to do or not? Well, I think it's a big range of what you consider a priority. You know, sometimes I'll have people come in and they're bemoaning the, you know, the, the cost of everything. And, but yeah, they come in and set their Tesla keychain down in their Louis Vuitton bag and they're wearing their, you know, expensive, whatever, whatever, with perfectly manicured nails. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, it's a, it's a matter of what's your priority. And then I see people who, 
you know, not at, they're not at that level. Maybe they're, you know, they're spending $300 on tickets to a football game or a concert or a, they've got 10 different cable streaming services that they're paying $300 a month for or, or eating out or, or th- you know, things like that. I think it's just a matter of what do we want to focus on. And of course, there are people who are struggling to just get by and pay the rent and, you know, their kids are not going to soccer games or they're not getting braces and they're not going on vacations. Right. And that's that's a different you know level, unfortunately. But for the most part, the average American can find a couple hundred dollars every month. Right. I think. So if I'm hearing you really, while we could deem much of this as luxuries or things for the one percent, if somebody's extrapolating that from it, the reality is it really comes down to a personal decision around what are you prioritizing and does not having those three meals extra out a month so you can get acupuncture or an adjustment or get some supplements, you know, really it becomes a personal decision about what's important to you. Yeah. Yeah. I would really love to see in in my perfect world for health in the United States is I would really love to see everyone have a team. Everyone, I think, needs an, a medical doctor because sometimes right. we need antibiotics or a prescription or something traditional like that. Traditional insurance path. Yes, traditional insurance path. And then there's also a secondary level, and that's the MD who's in concierge care. And this is you know, becoming more and more popular where MDs who really want to delve in this world and not just you know, health insurance is really kind of considered sick care because you're already sick when health insurance is paying for this. So I'll use sick care for the health insurance model, but then there's wellness care. You know, there's the MD who didn't go to medical school just to treat people who are already sick. They want to help catch people in that mid range where things aren't quite functioning like exactly like they should, but you don't need a prescription yet. You know, let's catch this let's put this fire out when it's more of a spark and a smolder than, you know, you're burning the house down. So a lot of MDs have moved out of health insurance, not just because of money, but because of the kind of person they want to work with. And also in that range, there is a functional medicine doctor. Sometimes they're MDs. Sometimes they're naturopathic doctors who have a functional medicine certification. Some chiropractors get into that. But this functional medicine, you know, that person, they take your blood work that you've gotten for your regular, you know, health insurance, you get your annual blood work and your MD looks at it and says, okay, this is, this is all in normal range. You know, XO lab says this is all in normal range, but a good functional medicine doctor will take that same lab work and they'll look at it and say, hmm. Well, while this is in normal range, it's not an optimal range. You know, see this thing over here? This is at the low end of normal. And then this item down here, this is at the high end of normal. And if you run the ratio, these things are related. It's actually not quite normal. It's a trend. It's a trend in a certain direction that, you know, once things are outside that normal range, you're already sick. Well, and the property is is an optimal. Well, and that range is based on a wide range of ages. I remember when I was yes. going through some thyroid treatment, they would tell me my thyroid was in range. Well, it was in range for a 70-year-old, the same it was in range for a 35-year-old. 
And it wasn't until I pursued this path of functional medicine and really kind of diving into it, like in range for me was not at all as what was being measured in those traditional healthcare tests. Mm -hmm. And it gave me a different path to support it. And I ended up fortunately in remission and don't have to take anything for that anymore. Um, But, and I'm not saying that's everybody's experience, but that was mine. But I think it's important for people listening you know, the concept of this show is get unstuck, move forward with your life. And that can look a lot of different ways, but in recognizing that what are the steps that you can take to empower yourself? And in the topic we're talking about here specifically, just because your lab work comes back when you have your annual physical that says that you are in range, that is not necessarily indicative of that you are in an optimal range for you in your age category and your place in life. And even being in range could still be a precursor to something being out of range than later, right? Right. And I think the awareness that people need to have is, okay, maybe you don't feel sick, but if you really think about it, are you tired? Do you kind of not want to get out of bed or do you have that lull in the afternoon or do you... Yeah. Do Do you sleep terribly? Yeah. You're waking up, you're tossing and turning, you know, and the things... You know, our body is really smart. You know, if we go back to that car analogy, if you have a flat tire, your car doesn't fix itself. But our body has all of these built-in systems that that it'll take from one place to add to another. You know, and when we're young, everything just works perfectly. You know, it, we all have different genetics. We all have different lifestyles. We all have a multi-faceted you know, faceted life that encompasses our health. And what happens over time is that as we age, some of that stuff starts to crop up, you know, and and it's slow over time. It doesn't, you know, typically wake up one morning and all of a sudden it's there, although it it can feel like that sometimes. But if people really pay attention, you know, things start to things start to change. And a lot of people just assume that's aging. You know, they think that they are just Oh, well, that's just aging. I'm just getting to that age. I get up in the morning and I'm stiff. I get up in the morning and I feel creaky, you know, well, you know, you're 40, you're not old, you know, right. but you, th- and this you is don't where have genetics, to feel this way. <laughs> right. This is where genetics and lifestyle really catch up and you start to see these things. And I'm a pretty good example of that. I'll, I'll tell you my age, I'm 54. And, you know, I was that person who all my life, I was the perfect size six. You know, I felt great. I had no problem, you know, nothing that anybody would think, you know, I was that girl. And it wasn't until I got closer to my 40s and things started changing for me that I got into this world because my doctor put me on cholesterol medicine. And then a few years later, I, um, you know, that started causing problems with my blood sugar and they were talking about this. And I just felt like I was in this spin and I, I, uh, Fortunately, I just a functional medicine doctor moved into the office down the hall from me and I had just come back from my doctor and I had my blood work in my hand and I knocked on her door and I was like, can you help me? What do you do with this? You know, and that was my first entrance into functional and fast forward to today. I'm not on any prescriptions. Everything is great again. And I would put my blood work today at 54 years old up against my 31 year old blood work. And I I guarantee it's better. Wow. I love that. On that note, let's take a quick break and we'll come back because I want to keep diving into this. We'll be back in two minutes.
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. All right. Welcome back to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins, and today I have the fabulous Heather Evans here. Um, Heather is a chiropractic doctor and also a... um, I would say a visionary and really looking at health and wellness and longevity in a new and unique way. Um, and and as she was telling us before we went to break about her own journey of kind of following the traditional medical path and recognizing that there was an opportunity to do more and she sought out functional medicine. And before the break, she said that she would put her 54-year-old blood work up to her 31-year-old blood work and say it is as good or better, um, which is phenomenal and certainly moving in the direction I think that things would want to go. You know, Heather, as we were on break, we were just talking about there's so many directions to go with this conversation, and I cannot express enough, you know, just in my time of knowing you and the value that you've given me in really explaining the importance of doing these things. And we've talked a lot, being that you and I are both kind of in the range of being the ideal person for this. Um, But recognizing, I mean, we have friends that could clearly benefit from a path like we're talking about that have a major reluctance to doing it. Like if anybody's listening and they're like, oh, this is hogwash, like I'm reluctant to doing that, I feel fine. You know, again, I think you're going to reiterate, like, pay attention to what your body's telling you. And what I heard from you in the last segment was, you know, just because you're 50 doesn't mean you have to feel old and creaky and broken down the first hour of your day. Um, Right. It's not necessarily a normal sign of aging. And I can say from my own perspective, how I started this is I felt broken down. You know, I had some significant back issues and really, you know, dug into how was I going to solve these problems because I was not interested in the surgical path and all of that. And, you know, we kind of got a protocol that moved me through and it, and it took several months to do it. Well, it took more than several months, but um, I have to say, knock on wood here. I mean, it was a game changer for me. And as we were talking before we prepared for the show, like I feel great. Like I have good energy. I sleep great. You know, I have aches and pains just having moved. I think those are situational but, you know, all things considered, like, you don't have to feel bad. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people just, they they don't really realize it because it, you know, it comes on slowly over time. And, you know, if you look back maybe five years, you know, did you have energy? Did you, did you feel like going to something with friends after work? Or do you want to just come home and sit on the sofa? You know, do you need a nap a lot? Do you, do you just feel grumpy and sluggish and slow. And, you know, maybe you don't feel great. I think, you know, you're not sick, but you're not really great either. And there's no reason for people to do that. But I think the the, the thing that keeps people stuck is not knowing where to go and what to do. Well, because when you start looking at the natural health world, you know, there are health insurance in the medical, traditional medical model. It's very protocol driven. It's very regulated. It's very routine. It's very step by step. But this this world we're talking about in the mid range, 
uh, functional medicine, of more natural healing. There's a lot of that that's not. And you really have to be your own. You have to investigate for yourself and you have to follow paths that that may end up not working. You know, it's a it's a process of discovery. And that can be frustrating for people. It can take a while. You may have to try more than one person. Uh, You know, some people say acupuncture does amazing things for them. And other people, meh, did nothing for me. And it it just, it it really depends on what your issue is. It can also vary widely on that person's experience. You know, even as a chiropractor, I tell people all the time, you know, hey, chiropractors, we're just like hairdressers. Or barbers, you know, you go to 20 different hairdressers and ask them for the same haircut, you're going to come out with 16 different results. <laughs> experience. Yeah. And, you know, one person, you might like their location and their booking system and their personality and their, you know, so you might have to try five or six before you find your person. And, you know, we're used to doing that. Right. You know, and hair. <laughs> Knowing what you've created at the Health Collective, I mean, is really this this curated group of practitioners who are highly specialized and kind of at the top of their craft, which is really unique. And for anybody that's in Dallas, it's it is worth visiting. It's a beautiful space. Um, but aside from that, what I'm hearing from you, Heather, is it really feels like for the person that's listening, this journey kind of starts with brutal honesty about where you are. You know, and and recognizing are things different, taking that five year back look back. And if the answer is yes in any of the categories that you've chosen to measure from, it really then comes back to what are you willing to do about it? And so many are not willing to do anything until, you know, they have some symptom or symptoms or have been gotten a diagnosis. But the fact of the matter is, is like you don't have to wait until then. You know, like I have I have done most of the treatments that the health collective offers at one time or another. And I can tell you the things that I think worked well for me and the things that didn't. But what I can say is I started with a priority of recognizing I was going to fix this problem and I was going to try things until I felt better. And yes, that costs money. And I realize that is a luxury that I had the ability to be able to avail myself to and recognize that not everybody can. But I also go back to this statement that health is wealth. And if you feel bad all the time and you're really really not living your best life, like, can you afford not to do some of these things? Agree. And, and you know, here's the thing with that. For that person who does wait until it's real bad and you you do need surgery or you do need something like that, there's a recovery process after that. You know, you're still starting off at the bottom and right. you have to work your way back up, you know, and the question is, is like, how far up do you want to be? Right. You know, so you can either you know, start off, you know, and try to prevent things before they get too bad, or you can wait till the tires fall off and you have to call the tow truck, but you still have to rehab yourself back up. And well, then you, you may know, not get back to baseline. Right. That's right. There, there may be a point where you can't go back. I mean, the things we're talking about today are really focused on prevention or at the early yes. stages of something becoming more preventative. Like mm-hmm. th- those are the levers that any of us can pull that can make a big difference in 
preempting those things happening further down the road. Like I know right. you work with a lot of people that have had surgery, specifically elective surgery, and there are protocols around that. Like, you know, give me an example of somebody that's had a surgery. I don't care if it's elective or not. Like, what are the things that you're recommending to them? So somebody that's listening has an idea of like, what is required? Okay. Um, here's a an example of a surgery that was not really elective. I have a lady right now that I'm working with who had a total knee replacement. Right. You know, she's in her 70s. She had this old knee injury that, you know, 20 years later developed arthritis. And, you know, it just over time, it, it you know, her function dwindled to the point where she needed a knee replacement. So she wants to comes and says, hey, what can I do so that this is not such a long journey? I, you know, I don't want to take pain medicine because I really don't like it. And, you know, I really want to do this better. Um, one of the things that we have at the Health Collective is um, a practitioner with a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. And, you know, there are studies about that that help. You know, it's a big anti-inflammatory, which inflammation causes pain. So the protocol on that is do the hyperbaric for an hour the day before surgery to get your tissues really oxygenated. Right. Uh, I suggested she go for a hydration IV two days before surgery. So you go into surgery with your tissues really oxygenated and hydrated so that the moment they cut you and saw the end of that bone off, you know, your body has already got a little bit of a head start, or at least it's not, you know, in the rears with that. And then she come in for hyperbaric oxygen therapy four days in a row afterwards, um, taking some natural proteolytic enzymes, which are um, most people have heard of bromelian and pineapple. It's a natural anti-inflammatory. It kind of helps eat up debris and scar tissue. So she's taken some proteolytic enzymes. I mean, she did take her, um, she did take some pain medicine the first couple of days and she's taken that at night, but you know, she's, she's augmenting that to make her experience better. And she looks great and she's walking tall and she's feeling pretty good. And, um, she just, that's, so that's a good example of something. Right. And I can even think in having surgery myself last year, I mean, you prescribed a protocol for me and it sounds very similar to what this woman went through. And I have to say, I ended up, I had no bruising, um, or very little bruising. I took no pain medicine. Um, I left, the, the operating room and went home, you know, at 11 o'clock in the day de- in the morning and was in hyperbaric by one o'clock in the afternoon and kind of did that protocol over the next few days. And, you know, again, I don't have a lot of history or experience of doing it, not having done it that way, but I can mm-hmm. say like unequivocally, if somebody asked me how my experience was, I don't have anything negative to say. It was easy. And I would have no fear if I had to do it again. Yeah. And what I'm describing, you know, this lady spent an extra $500. Right. And so for her, that was worth it. You know, we have um, an acupuncturist at the office that um, does Chinese herbs and acupuncture and people do really well with that for pain control. We have a massage therapist who's really good medical massage therapist. She works with people who are, um, you know, her injured, her recovering from an injury, and she can really feel the difference of tissue that's in spasm versus tissue that's not. And she knows really how to regulate the pressure for someone who's in pain versus, you know, going to a retail strip mall place and getting a massage, you know, there's, and those are great. 
you know, I, I actually did that over Christmas. I drove 10 hours home to see my family and, you know, my neck was, I went to a, a retail place to get a chiropractic adjustment and a retail place to get a massage. And I was so glad that those things were there when I needed them, you know, but these people are a little bit more specialists, a little bit more dialed in for somebody who's having a, a bigger problem. Yeah, I, I love that. And I mean, again, I can only talk from my own place of experience, but recognizing, you know, if there are times that you need extra support, support is available, like, you know, and it may take a little bit to figure that out. But the one thing I want to get back to is when we talk about that traditional model versus what we're we're really here to discuss today, you know, I think even about, you know, seeing the functional medicine doctor that that we both know, um, you know, my traditional insurance would pay for a lot of the blood work I do as part of my annual physical. And I asked my doctor, like, could you run these additional tests? And he said, yes. And that was, that was all covered by insurance. And there were a few Mm -hmm. that she wanted that were not, and I paid for those out of pocket, but I go back to, you know, the example you shared about the woman with the knee replace it like this, this doesn't have to be insurmountable, you know? And then after I got that blood work back, we had a consult around this really deep dive. I think we did basically kind of a DNA panel that that said how your body uses fuel, what you need, what you don't need. That was really a deep dive and in-depth into kind of all of this. And then I got a supplement protocol. And I'll be frank, supplements are not inexpensive. And it was it was costly, but I did it over three or four months And then you dial all that back and you see what your blood work looks like again. So it's like, just because you sign up for one thing today doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're going to be doing the rest of your life. So as people start looking at how do they prioritize health and wellness, recognize that the upfront cost is likely higher if you really want to go into this and figure out what fits for you. But as, as things work through your system and get worked out, like, the cost changes. It does not stay the same. Well, and it's, it's, that's right. Because you, you level things out. When I started this journey, you know, I was, like I said, I was taking a cholesterol prescription and I did that for 10 years until I really started having some side effects from it that I felt like were unnecessary. And I had to, I wanted to find a better way. So when I talked to my MD, I was like, Hey, I really want to get off of this. I'm reading the studies about how these things are not great, especially for women. You know, I heard some Harvard MD talking about this on NPR, you know, and I started looking at it and this kind of sounds like me and I want to try this other route right. and can, you know, and she said, sure. I mean, we'll, we'll find out <laughs> it'll be in the numbers. And I, that's what I do. What you said is I go to my regular MD as part of my wellness program and my yearly physical, and I'll get my blood work done and my insurance will pay for that, you know, $3,000 worth of blood work. And then I'll take it over to my, you know, functional medicine person. And sometimes she'll augment that with another test or two, but it, it really, there are a lot of workarounds for that. And, and, and when I started, I, I took a bunch because I had a lot of things kind of out of whack. I was taking so many supplements. And, you know, the, the goal is not to just pump you full of supplements, you know, it's really to like, let's figure out the, you know, the four or maybe 10 that you need. It may not be 30, you know, but they are curated specifically for me. And we've trimmed it down to basically what I need to maintain at this point. And we monitor that and it's not hard. 
you know, right. and I'm, I would have taken a cholesterol pill prescription every the rest of my life. So, right. I mean, I'm take I got I'm taking something, so I might as well do the best I can with that. And so you know, I've, I find a way to write it off my taxes and for a health care expense and and make it work. Well, and we're on a good path here. Like, so the person that's listening that says that supplements are expensive urine, like help me understand what's, what's the, the rebuttal to that? Because you and I both have had well, experiences that it's, that's not the case. Right. Right. It's it. Well, for, here's the thing about supplements is that there are good quality supplements and there are supplements that are cheap and full of filler, just like food. Right. You know, there's good quality meat, you know, and it is more expensive. That organic grass-fed meat that doesn't have antibiotics in it, you know, or that, you know, cheaper meat that's not as good and it's full of chemical, you know, that cause problems, you know. So we can kind of, I kind of look at it the same as food. You know, it's there's different qualities. Oh, there are brands. They're, yeah, right. You know, there, there are some that are better and there's brands that are tested and trusted and more nutraceuticals. You know, it's not just like some vitamin you're buying at the grocery store. You know, it's a higher quality uh, because, I mean, let's face it, n- not everything is made the same. You know, there's cheap gas. You Would you put cheap gas in your car? You know, it, it runs Maybe. like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to put gas in my car anymore now that I've gone electric, which is a whole other thing. There you go. There you go. Yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll follow up on that. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. Welcome back to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. And today I've got my friend and colleague, Dr. Heather Evans with us. And we are having a compelling conversation around the entire topic, health is wealth. And, you know, throughout the course of this hour, we have unpacked the value and the importance of seeking, you know, health and wellness outside of what traditional health insurance or the traditional healthcare system um, allows and really the value and the benefits of doing that. One thing that we've not talked about, Heather, is the importance that mental health plays. You know, I am a huge mental health advocate. That is obviously what my career is, is focused on mental health. And, you know, one of the, the, the biggest challenges I see in the system is we have a healthcare system that has never seen our brain and body in this, the same tandem working in unison. Um, and the reality is, is if you have a brain, you have mental health, which, you know, can fall along a wide variety across the continuum of good or bad or anywhere in between, you know, for your perspective, talk a little bit about, you see people at varying places in their health and wellness journey you know, and, and definitely see mental health as a contributing factor to a lot of these things that lead to long-term success or not. From your perspective, where does mental health fall into the, the continuum? Well, I think um, 
anxiety and depression and ADD come to mind. They're very common that people are talking about. And I, 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 one of the things that came out of COVID, I think that I've noticed is that it really brought mental health to the general public. And now you see commercials on TV because that really was a, a sudden traumatic event whether you believe why it happened or not, you know, our lives changed in an instant. Everyone's did, you know, whether it's the way you work, the way you operate. So everyone was affected, you know, every single person struggled equally. And uh, so now we see commercials on television for that or on your social media and people are talking about that more openly. And I'm glad to see it. You know, I think, Sometimes depression can just come from, you know, it's chemistry, you know, with antidepressants really were a game changer for people in the, in the general population. And, um, but sometimes it's, you know, it's chemical and it can be, you know, are you resting? Are you getting enough water? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough exercise? I think we're looking at more ways that chemistry and what we're eating, you know, our food is different these days. Our soil is a little bit depleted because we have to produce so much food. You know, things don't have the vitamin and mineral and chemistry, com, you know, um, content that it used to. Right. Um, there's this guy that um, he's all over social media. You could probably look it up, but he sold his, he was a tech guy and he sold his company for like $80 million. And he's, he's, he's all over um, the social media platforms because what he's doing is he's spending his money. He has this whole team of people that every single day they're analyzing his hair and his saliva and his, feces and his urine and his heart rate and his how many times he blinks his eyes a day i mean you like the, the thing his brain function his they're measuring every single biomarker that you could possibly measure i mean he's ab like this is his true obsession and that's you know, a when good you hear him because he is obsessed <laughs> he is obsessed but you know what he's what what every now and then you know when you see his video clips he talks about how he he was depressed. He wanted to, you know, do himself in. He, I think he blames his marriage failure on it. And um, he, you know, he talks about how he was a young person. Now I think he's 47 or 48. But at the time, you know, when he was working and building his big company that he sold, he was an absolute mess and he was miserable and he was sick feeling and he was, everything was over the top in the other direction. So he's made this his, you know, mission to share knowledge about, um, you know, how we can change our biomarkers. And, you know, I think the tipping point for him was his mental health. Well, and really, it's the foundation that I stand on. I mean, you know, I come to this work from a, a I'll call it today, a breakthrough, but it was a breakdown, you know, more than a decade ago. And, and I would argue that the work that I have done over the last 10, 12 years is a testament to the fact that, you know, just because you are struggling with something today does not mean you always will. Like in many respects, I feel better, look younger, have more vitality than I did 10 years ago when I was going through the absolute worst time of my life. And, you know, I think the thing that is worth imparting for anybody that's listening that 
you know, just because you're in the weeds today does not mean you have to stay there. Like there are options and there are solutions. And I think that that's the, the entire point of having conversations like this with realizing that you can question what's going on in your life and say, you know, this doesn't feel like I thought it would, or I think it should, or like it used to. Mm -hmm. And frankly, from being discerning about that in your own life and an advocate for yourself, and then prioritizing, you know, what are you going to do about it? You can have a totally different experience and that can maybe not happen in an instant, but certainly over the course of years, those incremental changes do add up to significant added value in having a life that you love living. Yeah. It does not have to be um, a $10,000 package that you just sign up for. You know, you can start one step at a time. And for people who've had a health journey or a mental health journey, that's sometimes like the best thing you can do is drink better water. Right. Right. Or, or make less choice for that snack that you're having in the afternoon. Right. And again, I understand many of the things that we are talking about today, people are going to perceive as luxuries. And I realize there is a privilege in us having this conversation about having prioritized that. But in all fairness, those things come back to what we talked about earlier. You know, it may be that I'm not going to buy four bottles of wine this week because I feel like crap, you know, having two glasses every night. You know, there is some brutal honesty in this stuff. And, and frankly, I just look at quality of life to me mm-hmm. is the goal. Like it really is like, I want to do this until I can't, you know, and I, and I read some study. I, I don't know if you and I talked about this, but I think, I think our functional medicine friend told me this women struggle the last 15 years of their lives and men s- struggle like 20. Like you just put that in perspective and we're living longer than ever. I mean, think about 20 years of your life struggling with your health and the simple steps that you might take today, drinking better water, having healthier snacks, moving more, like all really kind of simple stuff. That's the cliches that we hear over and over and over. Mm -hmm. It does matter. Yeah. It does matter. And because our, you know, I, I said this earlier, you know, our body has all these built-in systems to repair itself. You know, it has a goal, you know, our body is chemical, it's electrical, it's mechanical. We've got plumbing, we've got nerves that are wiring, you know, it's kind of like a house, right. you know, we have all these things, but it has this built-in like AI system that takes, you know, Hey, I need more of this and I need more of that. And it's going to combine things like, you know, we're constantly regenerating hair and skin and our organ cells are regenerating and our blood cells replace themselves every four months. And, you know, if you eat a candy bar or an apple, your body is still going to make new eyeball cells, Right. you know, but what's the quality of that? So every day that our body regenerates itself, you know, is the next generation of cells healthier than the one before? Right. You know, so it's it's not an overnight thing. When you start making these changes, as your body replicates itself and these systems turn over and reproduce themselves, the next generation can be healthier and the next generation can be healthier and the next generation can be healthier. So you really can, you know, you might see somebody and and they look younger. Like, hey, you look 5 years younger than you did. You know, that the look in your eyes and your I skin think we look and better everything. than we did 
10 years ago. Yeah. Like it yeah, may not be was... myself, but we've, we've made these things a priority and you more than I have, you've yeah. been doing this longer, but like, you know, I mean, 10 years ago, I had an out of control thyroid situation that literally nobody could figure out. You know, I had a mental health crisis. You know, I was literally at the most depleted time in my life. I was unhealthy. I had lost a tremendous amount of weight. I ended up in a devastating set of circumstances. And the fact of the matter is, is like, I can assuredly tell you there is a path out of that. It took some time, took a lot Mm -hmm. of time in all fairness, but it comes back to those committed steps, you know, and while your body may constantly be replicating these cells and renewing itself, the, the point that I think you're saying is it really comes back to what are you doing in addition to supplement or augment what your body's doing that is going to give it better fuel. Going back to your car analogy, like if you put better car gas in your car, it's probably going to run better. Maybe not immediately, right. but over time it may, it may last longer. Like your right. body's the same way. And I think it's interesting as humans, so many of us have become more and more detached from really working in partnership with our bodies. Like I, I see people all the time that are really at odds with their bodies and, you know, the tremendous thing, and I've, I've struggled with weight a lot of my life. And it finally was until I recognized that my body did exactly what I asked it to, to keep me safe. And I carried extra weight that, that was a barrier between me and other people physically, like being able to recognize that, like my body did exactly what I asked of it. And that to me, regardless of that example, any other example is so amazing and phenomenal and that we have the power to give different input into the computer, so to speak, like, like how would you not prioritize that? Yeah. And it does not have to be big. It can be small changes. Doesn't have to, it can be completely free. Right. Right. You know, getting sun on your head, taking a walk around the block, drinking better water, you know, there are really simple steps all of us can take that are free. And then if something is going on, being open to saying, hey, I realize I may need to prioritize my health and wellness and have to spend some money on it. But like, in my experience, for most people, that's not going to be a forever thing. It's going to be a now and not forever. And yeah, it may cost you some money in the here and now, but like, if it adds quality to your life, like, how could you prioritize anything other than that? You know, we are, yeah, and it's going to cost you some time, a little bit of time, a little bit of effort. Well, and I even short about run. what I went through last year or year before last, it's year before last, I guess, you know, with my back problems. I mean, that took a solid nine months of work, like committed, consistent, kind of expensive work. You know, I did acupuncture, scar tissue, chiropractic treatments, you know, a lot of therapeutic massage. I mean, kind of not fun stuff. But like, yeah. you know, and then I also, I was really committed on a therapeutic journey of like, what is my body telling me that I've not dealt with that I really need to deal with like psychologically. And I got committed to doing that work and it didn't happen overnight, but I can say legitimately like those problems went away. And fortunately I have not had to deal with them since. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, a that nine months went by whether you did it or not, right? right. I mean, like here right. we are, you either did it or you didn't. And, and I did it in faith of saying, you told me do this and and I did it. 
And, you know, like, yeah. It was, and you, you weren't always excited about it. I wasn't excited and I wasn't pleasant about it either. But I can say, having gone through it, I wouldn't hesitate to do it again. Because while that was an expensive year, the reality is, is I feel so much better because of it. Like, why, why wouldn't I make that a priority? Well, I mean, for me, like, I haven't been, I've paid for a gym membership for three years that I did not use. Right. And I don't know what it is. You know, I'll eat healthy all day long. I'll take supplements. I'll do it. But I just don't love to exercise. I don't know what it is. And so, you know, I'm, <laughs> I paid for this gym membership for three years. And I finally, it wasn't until I had a bike accident and injured my knee that I, I got back to exercising, you know, and I grumped about it and I put it on my schedule and I took it off. And, you know, I, I ended up hiring a trainer, you know, I was spending $17 for this gym membership, but $150 for a trainer to make me go because I knew that on my own volition, I wasn't going to do it, you know, but here I am uh, five months out from that knee injury and I'm probably physically stronger than I've ever been, you know, I am in great, you know, mechanical shape. My muscles are strong and actually I, I look more fit. I look better. My clothes look better. And, you know, I always tell them like, and isn't that what we all anything. want middle-aged? <laughs> I, t- I told my functional medicine doctor, I was like, listen, I'm great with blood work, but if you tee anything up and tell me it's going to make me look younger or thinner, then I'll do it twice as You fast. and I are both bothered on that. I I know what motivates me. And I think that's for people like what motivates you? You know, what is your priority? What's your motivation? Because that's the thing that you have to do. And I, you know, I begrudgingly went to the gym, but now, you know, I'm going three times a week and I like it and I miss it. When I took off for the holidays, you know, I found an opportunity to, to go and I actually missed going. So now that I'm in a routine and it's just part of my life, before I looked at my schedule and thought, well, I don't have time for this. Well, I want to be inspired by that and make a better fitness regimen. I, I am on the precipice of of turning a corner with that. That has been kind of my Achilles heel. But Heather, I have loved this conversation today. There, We could go on and on about this, but I, I, cannot, I cannot stress enough that, you know, find your why and prioritize health and wellness to really decide what quality of life do you want to live? Not quantity, but quality. Heather, if anybody that's listening wants to get in touch with you, tell us how they can do so. Uh, you could go on our website at the Health Collective, the uh, www.hlthco.com. Love it. And we'd love you to subscribe to Get Unstuck Radio show pages. You can find us at Get Unstuck Radio on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Next week, we'll have another inspiring guest that I guarantee you will not want to miss. Heather, before we wrap up today, things today, there's one thing I like to close with. Can you tell me something you're grateful for today? Well, on this topic, I'm grateful for the things that have occurred that have motivated me to do better for my health. I love that. And I'm glad we have you to guide us along the way. I'm grateful for you, Heather. Until next time, remember, every journey begins with the next step and you too can be your own champion. Until next time, thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope we've helped you identify how you can overcome the mental block that's been keeping you stuck. Until we talk again, we wish you a great week.